What's up, people? It is Sunday, January 29th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion Podcast. Um, since the last podcast, there have been so much going on. Uh, I will start with, I think on the last podcast, I mentioned that uh, I was waiting on some good news. Well, I did finally get that news, and I can freely share that I have accepted a new job. And will be leaving my current job at the end of next month. Um, it is something I'm extremely blessed and happy about. Uh, it's something that I've prayed about for a long time. Uh, this new opportunity seems like it's going to be a, a good fit from everyone I've spoken with at the new company. Um, they've all made me seem extremely welcome and wanted and they pursued me uh, based on my skills and my background. Um, This is something I've been going through this process since early December of last year. Uh, It's been a lengthy process. Uh, They do their due diligence, um, extensive background check where I had to get fingerprints done because I am going to a financial institution. Uh, but I've never had to get fingerprints done, so they definitely did their due diligence. Um, I think this is going to be, well, I know this is going to be financially beneficial. Um, I think it's going to be mentally beneficial. And again, just the whole process from speaking with recruiters to the people I interview with, it's just been such an amazing process up to this point. Now, um, I have to see once I get in uh, if that holds up, but at this moment, I'm very happy with my decision to accept this opportunity. Uh, At this point, I have not yet given resignation to my current employer. I'm planning to probably within the next week, but again, my new um, thing doesn't start until close to the end of next month, but I'm just... I'm blessed. This is something that I really wanted as I went through the process, the interview process. uh, I was more and more intrigued after every person I spoke with. It's just the whole vibe, uh, the whole culture just seems different than what I've been dealing with over the past 11 years. And definitely something uh, I'm looking forward to getting involved in. Uh, Like I said, they've all made me feel extremely wanted and they pursued me. Uh, When I initially applied for this position, I got a call back the very next day uh, wanting to talk to me and and just, again, through every step of the process has been uh, a good experience for me. So, you know, again, I'm blessed. Uh, The first thing I did when they made the offer, I thank God because like I said, it's definitely a financial blessing in more ways than one. And um, it's something I feel like I definitely deserved and I've earned. Um, but again, I'm just thankful. I'm looking forward to the change. Uh, I've been in my current job for over 11 years, but you know, some of that time has been more of just getting a paycheck It's definitely not something I was passionate about being there. Uh, Although the company I'm going to, it's a similar role 
as to what I have now. Um, I think the culture that I'm currently in is has kind of played out for me. So I'm looking forward to something that's more employee focused and not 100% profit driven. Um, you know, with my current employer, I had several meetings throughout the past couple of years uh, concerning salary and pay and things of that nature. Nothing has has come through. Um, and even some of the small incentives we had have been taken away. And it's like, you want to give us more work to do, um, give us more work, but, you know, there's no compensation for it. So I was at the point where I don't volunteer for anything. And because of my longevity with the company, uh, I have been asked to be on several different committees. I've asked to uh, been asked to be a part of an auditing group where I audit my peers. Um, I've been asked to lead uh, focus group meetings with my peers. Uh, so a lot of stuff has been dependent upon me. But I'm at a point now where, you know, none of that extra stuff I do or did was ever mentioned on my reviews. It never really made a difference to my my review rating. So why do extra work and you don't get compensated for it? You know, your constant thank you does not help me pay my bills. And with the amount of inflation and everything that's gone up over the past couple of years, I would prefer money over um, your little pat on the back. Um, so I'm just looking forward to the change. Um, and I'm glad I was finally able to share it. It took a lot to kind of hold that in, but I'm the type of person that likes to have verification uh, before I put it out there because you never know what can happen. Uh, And what I was waiting on from the last podcast was I had already received my offer, but I had to wait for all of the background check information to go through. And I was told that that could take 10 to 15 days because, again, they do fingerprints, they do credit checks. Um, so a pretty thorough background, but I got the confirmation from HR last week. Uh, they sent me my welcome information and filled out a lot of paperwork last week. So I'm looking forward to uh, just moving on next month, and I'll definitely have to share how my resignation goes. So again, my plan is to probably do that sometime mid to late this week or early next week but within the next couple of weeks I'm going to submit that uh, resignation and we'll go from there Um, I will miss some of the people I work with Uh, the group that I support I've been with them for at least 19 years and I've made some really really good friends uh, and people I definitely will keep in touch with after I leave Um, Something else I did not mention is that two weeks ago, on a Thursday, there was a round of layoffs from my current company. Uh, My department was not affected, but the department I support, they were heavily affected. Um, A couple of the managers that I've worked with for years, a couple of the supervisors were let go. And that happened on Thursday, Friday we get our fourth quarter financial statement from the company that showed we made, you know, a couple of billion dollars profit. But yet you're doing layoffs. 
and you're adding more work on to you know the remaining staff and it's just that's the kind of mentality that you know I'm just I understand companies have to make money I, I really do and you know that's why they're in business I, I get that but when you look at the amount of bonuses that people get and you're laying off for your specific say you're laying off for budgetary purposes to save more money but yet you see the financials where you're making billions of dollars it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around it to squeeze out you know a couple of more pennies and now you got to put so much more work on the, the remaining staff and just squeeze them to death and I would not be surprised that uh People start to quit because they're burned out. Um, that just has to be a balance. But, you know, there are some people I'm definitely going to miss. Um, this past Friday, my one of my former bosses, um, she still works at my company now, but she's no longer my boss. Uh, she was in town, her and her husband, and had a chance to get with them and, and one of my other good friends and we played poker at my parents' house. And these are people that are like family to me. You know, I, it's just so refreshing when you have people that love to see you win. And um, I told them, my former boss and then my other friend that came over, you know, that I got this, I accepted this other position and they could not have been more thrilled and told me how much I deserved it, told me how proud of me they were, um, said they don't blame me for, you know, wanting to move on, and, and it's just when you have people that truly care about you and want to see you win, um, that's just such a blessing, because my friends are like my family, and the majority of them know by now uh, about this other opportunity that I have. And everybody has been so supportive. Um, if I had to pick a downside, the only thing is, because I'm currently renting now, is that the first thing people say is, are you going to buy a house? And it's like, let me even get my foot in the door first. I haven't even got a paycheck from there yet. Um, you know, so it's just that kind of questioning that, uh, that I've been getting lately. But, you know, it's understandable. But, it, you know, I do want to, purchase something at some point but it's going to have to be the right situation and the housing market will have to go down because as of right now it has been crazy uh, I've kind of looked off and on but in my area in the surrounding areas it's just it's really really high um, so I'm looking forward to the change and I'm just appreciative of all of my good friends that have stuck by me and been there to support all this time. Um, I do want to talk about Tyree Nichols' death, and he was the, I think, 29-year-old young man that was beaten in Memphis by the Memphis police officers, uh, the undercover Scorpion unit. And I watched part of the video that was released. I didn't want to watch all of it. Uh, I watched Eric Garner and I watched George Floyd and I didn't want to watch another black man die. But these five officers beat this man for over 50 minutes, constantly punching him, kicking him in the face uh, when he was defenseless. 
and he ended up dying from his injuries. Um, a couple of things with this. First off, the officers that murdered him were all black. So that leaves, because of that fact, that brings the right out to say, where's all the outrage over these black officers killing a black man? You know, where are the protests, which you're starting to see them now, but where's the protests, where's the outrage from the left with these uh, black officers? Why they only do that when it's white officers? Well, here's my response to that. These five officers were fired, arrested, and charged pretty quickly. Generally, you see the protest when officers are charged um, and they're just roaming around free for months on end. But it seems like with five black officers, they were charged relatively quickly, arrested, and fired. You don't see that in a lot of other cases. Um, So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is need to get rid of qualified immunity um, I think in this case these officers will do time I think they all will be convicted I'm hoping they will but there's just I don't know what the actual reform could be because even in some cases those are off duty Rhode Island police officer who just got acquitted last week for uh, reckless use of a firearm, I think, and a couple of other felony charges. And in this particular case, um, off-duty police officer in his own personal vehicle was driving down the freeway and saw a car speeding, and it was a car of three teenagers. So he found the three teenagers. Uh, they pull up in a parking lot. He pulls up beside them and jumps out his car. Now, mind you, he's off-duty in his own personal vehicle, so they had no idea he was a police officer. They saw him jump out with a firearm and started to reverse to leave the parking lot. He shot at the car, striking the driver in the arm um, and said that he was in fear for his life. Now, watching that video, the cop is, the car with the teenagers in it is backing up away from him. He comes around the front of his truck as the car is backing up and he decided to shoot at the car, which the car is moving away from him at the time, but yet he's a fear for his life. Now, the teenager driving the car, he had no idea this was an off-duty police officer. He just saw somebody jump out of that car. Well, they had the police officer had been following him first and pulled over to try to block their car in. So he had no idea that uh, this was a police officer. So he tried to flee uh, and he got shot. And the cop was acquitted uh, on all charges. So with situations like this, uh, in multiple situations like this, we've seen over the years where cops do not get held accountable for their recklessness. Um, you know, I don't know what type of police reform you can do because that was a jury of peers that acquitted him. But also, generally, when uh, police officers do internal investigations, a lot of times they find no fault with their own. Every now and then, you will find that they will hold their own accountable, but 
it's more likely than not that they won't be held accountable. Um, in this Tyrese Knuckles uh, case, I think the officers, especially with how public this has been, uh, will be held accountable. But also, I think the EMS workers and fire department who showed up on scene and failed to render aid should be held accountable as well. Everyone involved should be held accountable. And apparently there were a couple of other officers that weren't necessarily involved in the beating, but were there for it and did not stop it. They should be held accountable as well. Uh, you know, police have been given uh, pretty much a license to do anything. I continue to see multiple videos of false arrests, uh, abuse of power, and things of that nature uh, by police officers. And I understand it's not every police officer, but it's just... I don't know what type of training, mental evaluation, or whatever the case may be that these people uh, take before getting a gun and a badge, but there just needs to be a uniformed um, process across the board, I think. And I think I mentioned on the last podcast that the police union voted down um, restricting officers from being part of white supremacist gangs. So having that bias, how can minorities trust the fact that we'll be treated equally uh, within the law? I don't necessarily trust it. I mean, I've had my own interaction with a police officer, but uh, it didn't go left. And mine was very surprising, so I, you know, I did comply. But even if I didn't, not complying should not be a death sentence. Running from a cop should not automatically be a death sentence, but that's what you hear from the right. It's always, you should comply, you should comply type thing. And at some point, it's just enough is enough, especially when you feel like you're being targeted for no reason or because of the color of your skin. Uh, but when something like this happens, especially when it involves black people, this gives uh, these self-hating black people like Jason Whitlock the opportunity to come out and bash black people. And as a black man, he seems to love bashing his own. Uh, him and Candace Lewis, they, I say it's self-hatred because I've never seen people that come out to bash their own like they do. Uh, you rarely hear them speak on other people. Uh, generally, they make excuses for other people, but Jason Whitlock went on with Tucker Carlson on Fox News and I could only stand two or three minutes of his rhetoric. And this whole Tyree Nichols thing and the five black police officers, he blamed on, he blamed the situation on single parents, um, single house homes where the mother is the primary caregiver. Um, and they used that to demean the black community by saying that the black community the reason we're in the situation we're in is all because of single mother households and how um, the welfare system has hurt black families and all of this nonsense. But, you know, I can't stand that dude. He's just, like I said, I've never seen so many people that 
or people like him that just hate themselves and look to criticize other black people as much as he does. But anyway, uh, and now these schools are getting out of control as well. Uh, there was a school in Virginia that refused to notify excellent students of merit uh, awards because other kids might get sad. So they chose not to hold the assembly and acknowledge these uh, excellent students because it might hurt other kids' feelings. Um, and then Ron DeSantis has proposed removing African-American AP studies courses from the curriculum in Florida, saying that it's leftist indoctrination uh, by teaching black history. And we're starting to see this in a lot of uh, Republican states where they're trying to erase or whitewash black history. You haven't heard this about any other race um, or history being removed, but black history, that's what they're targeting. And they're trying to erase what black people have done for this country. Um, and, you know, what they choose to focus on just amazes me. You know, the, the right is very good about fabricating um, false issues. So, you know, a couple of years ago, and even with this particular uh, thing, education, um, they fabricated this whole conspiracy about, uh, what is it, uh, not black history, the other term that they've been using, that's not even taught in, uh, in high school. It, it's a college course. And I'm sorry, I just, my mind just went blank. But uh, the way they're trying to use education to whitewash history or erase black history and more Republican school districts are starting to do this now. Critical race theory, that's what I was thinking about. But they jumped on this critical race theory bandwagon and it's not even taught in schools in K through 12. And but they push these narratives to get other people in an outrage. And now you have school districts banning critical race theory, which is not even taught. It just makes no sense, but now they're expanding that to black history, period. And there are only certain things you can say about black history, but if you say that, then you have to make the other people feel better. So it's just crazy. And the narrative of, well, black people get a whole month of February, you should be happy with that, it's like, History is taught throughout the year, and black history is specified for one month. Whooping. You know, it's just. It's very, very tiring to constantly hear this stuff and go through this stuff, and the fact that people even think like this. But this is why I don't think we would ever be able to find common ground because of these type of uh, issues. And to me, these school districts that are coming up with this, they're dividing the country. But yet they want to blame black people and Democrats and all of that stuff. Um, also, I mentioned the teacher that was shot by the six-year-old on the last podcast, and she has obtained, uh, retained an attorney, which I hope she sues that school district for everything, because apparently the day she was shot, 
uh, the administration was notified at least three times that that kid had a weapon. And I think the first time they may have just searched his backpack and didn't find it, but they think he had the gun on him in his pocket, but didn't search him, period. Um, apparently he showed the gun to another student. The student came in crying, told the teacher, the teacher went to administration. They chose not to do anything. Third time, um, a teacher volunteered and said, I will pat him down. I will go through his stuff, his locker, whatever the case may be. And administration said, well, it's close to the end of the day, so you know, hopefully it'll be over then. In the meantime, he shot the, the teacher. So all of this could have been avoided if the administration would have done something after the first, second, or third time. They were notified that this student had a weapon at school. Um, I hope all of that administration is fired. I hope that they are held accountable and put in jail or whatever those consequences should be because this lady could have lost her life over something that could have been prevented. Uh, that is total negligence on the school. And then um, Iowa Republicans have proposed restrictions to what people who receive SNAP benefits can actually buy. And SNAP benefits are basically welfare, EBT. Um, they're proposing that people that get those benefits cannot buy any white grains, no fresh meats, only canned meats like tuna or canned chicken, no baked, refried, or chilled beans, no sliced, cubed, or crumbled cheese. So once again, you have one side telling you what you can learn in school. Um, now they're trying to tell you what you can buy with your money that you get from the government. But yet they tend to say they hate government overreach. But this is exactly what they're trying to do. Um, so to me, that that's a little uh, ironic. But that's just how they are. Uh, it's very hypocritical. And I saw a story of a man named Solomon Pena. He's a former Republican candidate uh, from New Mexico. And he lost his election in November and got upset. So he decided to do some drive-by shootings of Democratic official residences. So this dude lost his, his election, claimed it was rigged, and he was cheated out of the election. So he decided to shoot up people's house doing drive-bys. But yet the left is supposed to be the violent ones. Um, and then I think a few more documents were found at one of Joe Biden's residences. Uh, I'm just I'm sick and tired of these these document issues. And now there have been documents found at Mike Pence's residences. But the difference with Joe Biden, Mike Pence, and Trump, Biden and Pence. Once the documents were discovered, immediately turned them over, no issues. And in Trump's case, they had to get a subpoena. He actually directed them to remove the documents and take them to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, had to get a subpoena to get them back. Had his team lie, or his team lied to federal agents on documents in writing 
and verbally saying that they didn't have anything but still kept more documents and probably still has even more. So the difference is Biden Pence turned them over immediately. This fool never did. Um, so there's no comparison there. Um, this whole system with how classified documents are handled needs to be revamped or looked at or something because this is crazy. Um, and then the video of Nancy Pelosi's husband being uh, attacked in his home that was released along with some of the audio from the 911 calls and the rights uh, constant misinformation and conspiracy theories were immediately debunked with the actual video um, of this being his gay lover and all of this nonsense and it was interesting because a lot of these people the talking heads from Fox News that had never seen the video or heard the audio and were just talking out of their ass uh, had to kind of change their tune once the video came out and they saw how brutal it was and it's just sickening uh, the way they try to spin things and the narrative it, it is what it is but everything is not political um, even Ted Cruz has something to say and as I stated before you know when he was having his, his daughter was having her issues nobody attacked her uh, but this fool will continue to put out misinformation and Politics is just such a unpleasant thing, but it's unfortunately something we have to deal with because these are people that make decisions that affect our lives. And then there was a Milwaukee man was caught on a ring camera going up to a door, ringing a doorbell, and fortunately nobody answered the door as he walked back to the sidewalk area leaving the property he just pulled out a gun and started shooting at the house and got off five or six rounds um, in broad daylight at that um, fortunately there was a clear picture of him and hopefully they'll get him arrested but to do something like that in broad daylight is just crazy but you know it, it's everything right now is just so uh, weird to me and I want to say I just read something where I think Texas is going to allow open carry with no restriction on age you know what I need to double check that for sure but it was something I saw slightly before uh, before I started recording this but yeah, that's something I'm going to research and look into further on the next podcast. And then I saw a story of Nancy Pelosi selling stock, I think, of Microsoft prior to them laying off uh, thousands of people. And if that's the case, I think she should be investigated. Uh, that seems very much a coincidence that it happened prior to the layoffs. And again, that sounds like she may have had prior knowledge of something. Uh, investigate. Have no issue with that. And if she's found to have done something wrong, she needs to be prosecuted. Same with Biden and the, the classified documents. If he's found that he did something wrong, impeach him. I don't really care. Um, 
nobody is above the law. And that's another thing with these companies. You're hearing about Microsoft, um, Google laid off thousands of people. Um, Somebody else just laid off a bunch of people as well. I mean, several large tech companies have laid off thousands of workers over the past couple of weeks. But what you're not hearing about is any of the CEOs being let go. I find that ironic. Um, And they'll still continue to get their bonuses and make millions and millions of dollars. And people in middle to lower class get mad at like fast food workers wanting to make $15 an hour but have no issue with a CEO of those same fast food restaurants that make five, six thousand dollars an hour. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, on to some sports news. The Cowboys lost last week to the 49ers. Uh, which I kind of figured would happen because you never know which team is going to show up. Dak Prescott had two more interceptions. Uh, that dude is not an elite quarterback, and they've definitely overpaid him. But it's typical Cowboys. I'm not surprised. Um, two really good football games today. I'm looking forward to the 49ers and the Eagles and the Chiefs and the Bengals. My personal preference would be the Eagles and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Um, and one thing I wanted to point out is with the 49ers and the Eagles game, Jalen Hurts against Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was the last pick in last year's draft. Uh, rookie came in when the first two quarterbacks uh, were injured for the 49ers. Uh, he's done very well. I think he's undefeated seven straight games. Um, playing really well. Jalen Hurts became the starter last year. Keeps his head down. He seems like a really good dude. He's been playing really well also. But I noticed that in the lead up to this game, um, when they show like visual comparisons, uh, the picture of Jalen Hurts that the media uses is one of him like screaming, showing emotion. But the picture they use of Brock Purdy is one of him standing with his hand over his heart. And I think that's intentional. Um, That's generally what the media does. And I hate to say it, but it's it's just factual uh, of how the media views uh, different races. So it's similar to when you have a black person and a white person that commits very similar crimes. Uh, The articles are vastly different. They could both have, this could both be their first offense for the same crime, let's say, of stealing. Uh, The article about the black person will be something about if he's a single, come from a single parent home or they look for anything negative to say about him. But when it's a white person, they look for the positive. They use a picture of him in high school smiling with his family or some type of the best picture they could find of him. But on the opposite, it's probably the worst picture they could find. And I think this is similar. I think they're portraying Jalen Hurst as this overly emotional black dude and Brock Purdy as this... uh, 
wholesome, genuine. I mean, the picture of him with his head over his heart is it's a nice picture. But I've seen similar pictures of Brock Purdy screaming and showing that emotion that they're using with Jalen Hurts. So it's just that visual that they use, the media uses to, I think, try to form some type of bias. And they've always done that. They'll continue to do that. Um, and then this week's middle, verbal middle finger goes to the Republicans Women's Club of South Central Kentucky. Um, they had a dinner at a restaurant called Anna's Greek Restaurant where the speaker of that dinner now mind you this is a restaurant with other patrons and I guess they just had a reserve section uh, the speaker is a former police officer from uh, Minnesota I think Louisville um, but they showed actual body cam footage from the murder of Breonna Taylor and this speaker continued to push false narratives about why she was murdered. And other patrons at their restaurant heard the, the video, saw some of the video, and they were not informed that this is what was going to go on during this particular uh, meeting with this group. Uh, the fact that they were allowed to, well, first of all, that they brought this dude in to continue to push this false narrative, uh, about a young lady who did nothing wrong and was brutally murdered in her own home. You get to rub a middle finger for doing that because you're still perpetuating lies and spreading lies and misinformation intentionally. So, F you, the Republicans Women's Club of South Central Kentucky. Um, and then the quote for this week is, stop looking for validation from people who are not even valid. I could not say it better myself. That is it for this week. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless. Peace.